Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Gray. I have a super special guest for you today by the name of Stephanie Dimmel. Stephanie was actually my high school basketball coach, so don't mind if I accidentally refer to her as coach throughout our talk. And she was hands down one of the most influential people in my life during some very formative teenage years. But she has since moved on from coaching basketball and is doing a different kind of coaching now. So, Stephanie, tell us a little about yourself, who you are, where you live, what you love, those sorts of things. Well, hey, Tiffany. Thanks for having me on your show today. I really appreciate it. And first of all, I want to say it's been so fun. You know, Tiffany doesn't tell you how many years ago it was, but you know, we took a long, it's been a many years since I coached her in basketball, along with a lot of her fellow students, but it's been such a amazing time to always stay in contact with um, you and all the other students that I had from those time periods. So thank you for let, let me uh, join your show. But Thank um, you, Facebook, right? About, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, a little about me is, you know, I, if you know anything about me, I love life, whether it's the good, bad, or the ugly. And I'm a pretty motivated individual, and I have been most of my life, even as a kid. Uh, you know, when when I'm not working, I like to spend a lot of time outside with Carissa doing projects. I swear we are the project people. But we are always trying to turn our little acre into a little producing farm, and uh, we just love it. We love working with our hands and being outside and watching things grow and just, you know, seeing God's nature and beauty. So um, right. I am guided. I am guided by faith in God. I, You know, God has been a big part of my life um, even since I was a kid. Um, I am the only daughter of four kids, so I do have three brothers. I am the second oldest. Um, I did lose my mom to cancer in 2016, so uh, my dad is, is still in Jefferson City, Missouri, and uh, he's going to be 80 this year. So, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, watching your parents get older is a little bit hard for, yes. for me. So, um, And then Chris and I have two dogs, Ellie Bug and Macy, and we recently added 10 little hens to our flock. And then I think the <laughs> biggest thing about me is um, I have a passion for helping people, and I love teaching people uh, new things. But I grew up in Jeff City, as you know, and I lived there until my late 20s. And then I moved to KC to teach high school schoolers and then on to Kansas after that when I started with FedEx and moved after a promotion. And then eventually I landed in Texas in 2014, another promotion I took with FedEx, where we have lived ever since. So that brings me to the current current time awesome so um what what would you call what would you call yourself right now as far as a title goes do you have one uh, i'm a coach um okay. most people i think if you look at familiarity they would say you're a life coach um that's not my title mm -hmm. i actually have certification in four different areas so yeah i'm just a coach i'm still a coach just as i was way back way back way back when I love it. And I and we'll get into this, but I feel that way about you too. Of course, you were coaching basketball and you were teaching us basketball, but you were coaching us in a lot of other ways in life in general as well. And I think every every player on my team would agree with that. So, 
I feel like that's Good. what you've always been. Okay, I have awesome. kind of a crazy question for you. Um, have you taken the Enneagram? I have. You have? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's geek out on the Enneagram for a second. What is your number? Well, I had three different numbers. I had seven, two, and eight. Oh, um, I was going to guess seven. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I, mean, I feel like seven kind of relates to me more, so I'm going to go with seven. Okay. Were they, like, really close, seven, two, and eight? I can see eight, too, like, yeah. powerful person. I did put down the seven and the eight because, you know, I am adventurous. I'm really high energy, and I'm yes. very resilient with type seven and very enthusiastic. I always see the brighter side of life. Um, but oh, I totally agree. Yeah. So type eight, you know, I'm, uh, I, I've led so many teams and whether they're on the softball field or the basketball court or frontline operations for FedEx or whatever it is, I was always leading teams. So I had to be that bold commanding individual and very outspoken. I don't like the word aggressive. I would yeah. replace that word with assertive. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think aggressive maybe maybe lands in the more like unhealthy side of things. I mean, I think there's a time and place for aggressive, but assertive is a better word, totally. I would agree. So, and, you know, teaching class the other night, we really, you know, talked about the difference, you know, and sometimes in the workplace people are deemed as aggressive when they're just actually assertive. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I think a lot, I, I don't know, I've studied the Enneagram quite a bit. And the funny thing is, like, I didn't really learn um, about the Enneagram until I left my counseling profession. So it wasn't something that was, like, um, heavy in any of my programs or any of like my programs of study or anything like that but it's really been very very eye-opening and the eight is is an interesting the eight is actually my wing so I'm a nine wing eight which is very fun sometimes very interesting yeah yeah okay um yeah I love the Enneagram um I feel like I'm always learning about myself and others, even as I get older, which is good, right? It is good. And I say the eight probably compliments you because without that boldness, you wouldn't be where you are today. Right. Like I'm, yeah. And I think, I don't know, like I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've leaned into my eight, you know, you just get more comfortable with like, okay, I'm just going to do me and say what I think and so, yeah, I feel like that's been kind of a, a process for me. But um, what is what is one memory that you have from basketball days? Because I remember you were very good at basketball. Well, I don't know about that, but I tell you what I remember. Are you talking about the basketball days when I coached you all or my own basketball days? Well, any, any, yeah. When you were coaching us or any of your own, I just feel like there's a lot of lessons to be learned in basketball or in sports. There are a lot of lessons. And I tell you, um, I I learned so many lessons being a, a just a sports coach, you know, and talking mm-hmm. with teenagers. But there's so many memories I have from my basketball days. If, if it's a personal memory for me, as far as me playing, I was the first team for Helias High School in Jeff City. So 
I was on that first team. I think they had oh, a team. Oh, that's so way. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they had a team way back in the early 70s, but in I'm going to date myself here. So in 86, 87, they had the first women's basketball team for Elias. And so I was on that team and it, it was my senior year. And that was a year full of memories, but we were two and 21 and we didn't win a whole lot, but we certainly had the best time. <laughs> That's so cool. I can yeah. say that about our team too. Like we let you down <laughs> probably a lot, but Never we had a good down. time. <laughs> so I, I do would... have some good memories though from when I coached you guys. Okay, you want to share? Yeah, so one of my favorites was, you know, that gym, that Tuscumbia gym. You know, oh, yeah. That gym, you would, you never forget that gym. It's just, it was it was a small gym, so everything you did, you, you were so, everybody was so close together, and I loved it. But do you remember creating the lions, I guess the lioness den up top? Yes, yes. I wonder if it's still there. Probably not. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, just playing with the guys on Sundays, the guys would come down and you all would play with yeah. them. I, I just, I have so many great memories from that time frame. And then, I don't know, um, my birthday, uh, you all, we played hide-and-go-seek. I don't know if you were still a senior there, but playing hide-and-go-seek uh, with the team. At, at Jill's after house? After a game. It was at Robin's what's, house. I, oh, it might have been at Robin's house. Yeah. So I do remember a birthday Jill. party for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. So good memories. Yeah. I feel like we definitely became a family. I mean, we spent so much time together. Five a.m. practices, like, I mean, just basketball games and like doing things. Even just our school days. I I just feel like we so much time together and really got to know each other and then it's so weird because you graduate and you move on with life or you get a different job or whatever and you kind of like lose track with of these people that had such an impact on you so that's why I appreciate technology and the fact that we can like find each other again and catch up I do too it's it's amazing but I remember, um, I think the things that stand out to me were kind of like just what I was talking about earlier. Like, I remember the the suicides and the practices, the 5 a.m. practices in a freaking <laughs> cold gym in the middle of winter. Cold. <laughs> yes. But I also just remember, like, how much you cared and not – I mean, you cared about winning, but you also cared about your players and you invested in their lives. And I think um, – that's why I'm just so proud to see you doing what you're doing today because I know that you have so much to offer, especially teenagers. So I just really pray that everything develops and falls into place for you because I just know that you can make such a big difference. So Thank you. Thanks, Tiffany. Um, I really like feel like your positivity is – it's just always been there. Maybe you don't agree, but like, what is the source of that? Just that positive energy that you bring into every space that, that you go into. You know, when you asked me that question, it really, um, it makes me think. And I, I look back on my life and 
for some reason, and sometimes I, I think that, you know, God blessed me with a, a, a mentality to handle harder things in life more so than others. But, you know, I really think my source of positivity is the way I approach life. I've always approached life with the attitude that, you know, life's going to happen, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. It's it's going to happen. So I feel it's really how I face the good and bad and the ugly moments, you know, mm-hmm. especially the bad and the ugly, knowing that um, that bad and ugly can happen. And But it's really just, in my mind, how I show up for those moments, and especially when the devil is lurking, because when the devil is lurking, you can expect some bad and ugly around because right. that happens. But, you know, it's really just how you show up. And so... I prepare in my mind for that bad and ugly, and then it allows me, um, you know, and the key is it's going, you know, sh- learning to shut down the bad and the ugly by not letting it control me and finding a way to rally back when something bad or, you know, u- ugly happens in my life, you know, because there's been those moments in my life that were extremely challenging, which could have really shut me down. But because of, my attitude towards life and understanding that, you know, life's going to happen whether we're ready for it or not. It's really just helped me to prepare my mindset and know that, you know, we all have those parts of life we wish to, we could take back, but taking anything back doesn't make me who I am today. So, you know, I face life right on and, you know, I don't want to be trapped in fear. I want to have faith in God. And so he can help me take that fear away. It's just like this. So if you have to, if you are forced to push a, a rock up the hill, you know, you've got this big boulder in front of you, and you are forced to push it up the hill, like that, that's your mission. Well, you can have a, a couple attitudes about pushing that rock up that hill. But I can tell you, if you choose to have that negative attitude, like, oh, my gosh, i got to push this rock up this hill, there's no way I'm going to get this rock up this hill. But if you approach it that, you know what, this is just something I have to do today. And if I, you know, you know, just do it one step at a time and push one step at a time, eventually I'm going to get that rock up the hill. It might be hard. It might be challenging. But if I, you know, stay positive about it, I'll get that rock up that hill. Yeah, that's so good. And there's also, I think, always a lesson in the hardship that you need for the next step of you know your success so pushing the rock up the hill sucks but going through the process of doing it teaches you something that you need for the next stage or whatever you know and that's just um something that I took away from I mean every loss uh, as a basketball team you know we went back and we learned something from it and we worked harder and I feel like those lessons have stuck with me through life and when really hard crap happens, um, you find out what you're made of and you find out how you deal with with those losses and failures. So thank you for just being such a, a good role model, you know, all the way back all the way back well, then. So Thank you. Thank you. You know, and Tiffany, you you know, you, you went through a hardship that most people don't go through. And yet here you came out on the other side and you're bringing positivity to the world through your podcast and through your store and through, you know, all of your blogging and, you know, your messaging. So 
you know, I think you truly have learned that about life. I think, yeah, I do think it's a process. I mean, I I have days where you don't feel so positive, but you just, like you said, you don't let those days rule you, and you you keep moving forward. So, what are you what are you most proud of? Is there something that stands out in your life that you you're just really thankful and proud of? I could talk about a lot of things, but I think. You know, what I'm most proud of, especially, you know, as I take on a new journey in my life, it's really just the growth in my life and in my relationships, especially my relationship with God and the people mm-hmm. around me. Um, also, you know, I'm really proud of my accomplishments that I've had over my, my lifetime. But more importantly, what in those accomplishments was the amount of people I've been able to positively impact and and change some lives in a positive direction and change teams in a positive direction to where, you know, I can get a whole workforce to work together and believe in each other. And, you know, those are the things, you know, because I believe in servant leadership and I think that that's what I've really tried to do with my life. And I feel, I feel confident I've accomplished a lot of that. Awesome. I love that. So you mentioned servant leadership. Um, do you feel like that's a calling or do you feel like that's something that you've you've found yourself in or I don't know when it ever really hit me um I feel like I've always been a servant leader but and I feel like that's why we were put on this planet to serve each other and help mm-hmm. each other but you know maybe it was all my leadership training with FedEx over the 18 years you know that and working with all the teams and seeing how I impacted people, whether it was negatively or positively, and really just going home every night and reflecting on those tougher conversations or those tougher moments to make sure that the next time I came to that type of situation, I'd be better in it. I'd react better. I'd be better. So I, I think, you know, just probably FedEx really helped me become the leader I wanted to be. Awesome. What, what has been your biggest, uh, COVID takeaway just from our wow. our there last a lot year and a half <laughs> there's a lot of takeaways from COVID but um, it was a really interesting time frame uh, to me uh, fortunately I, I had just changed careers right before that I couldn't imagine going through that in the front line so uh, at oh, FedEx yeah. but, um, but what I found um, especially now I, I don't know if you know but I teach uh, other, I teach classes, I teach adults that are trying to become life coaches, but what I found through just talking with a lot of them, um, it allowed people to really pause in 2020, you know, the COVID thing allowed people to pause, really self-evaluate, look a little deeper inside their life and figure out what they really didn't like about their life, what they did like about their life. I, I, I saw that there was a lot of people that were scared but here was my takeaway. So when you're when you're scared about something, for me the best thing is learn more about it. Learn learn more about what is making you so afraid, so you can actually do something about it. And always be prepared for life, especially that bad and ugly I talked about. Because mm-hmm. when you are prepared for times like these, the the unknown. When you are preparing for the unknown, and you're constantly you know at least being aware of 
possibilities that could happen, you can start preparing for them, and you can start to learn to approach life with more courage and more confidence rather than having something so fearful shut you down. And so COVID showed me just really how detached that world was. But since then, you know, I don't know about you, but I have seen such a new sense of kindness and compassion and humanity that's come out of 2020, especially when I go out and interact with the world. And um, I think it was actually um, a positive for a lot of people, although it was a negative for um, how it shut down our lives and shut down people's works and stuff like that. So anyway. No, I agree. I feel like I watched a lot of people go through just kind of like this awakening process where this is an opportunity for me to change things. And, you know, it, it was, it was really hard, but it was also really amazing to watch um, for me as far as like a lot of just my friends and, and just people that I knew going through, going through such big changes. So. Sure. Absolutely. What what do you feel like it has been your biggest biggest life lesson? I mean, you've had so many different experiences and met so many different people. Do you have like a big life lesson that you just feel like really stands out? You know, I I had a life lesson and I talk about it quite a bit when I was um a coach up in Kansas City. You know, I had this athlete who's just a phenomenal athlete. And, you know, sometimes coaches, we, back in the day, you know, a lot of yelling on the court, you know, work harder, do it better, get that drill going the right way, you know, stop screwing up, you know, run it right. So there was a young lady, a wonderful, wonderful human being. And you know what? One day in the in the gym, I pushed her way too hard. Uh, my love for basketball overshadowed what I failed to remember was her love for basketball. And so um, I just really demoralized that young lady that day. And, you know, she just wasn't running the drill right. And I just laid into her over and over and over. And, you know, by the time it, I was done, I, I saw what I did to that to that young lady as far as, you know, how you can impact somebody so negatively. And that lesson I learned is that, People are always watching you. People are always getting something from you, whether it's good or bad. And how you affect people really matters. And so from that moment, um, I will never say I was perfect because it was a lifelong lesson trying to learn how to deal with people, especially difficult uh, in difficult situations when maybe my emotional control wasn't as good. But, you know, always remember that whatever you do and say, somebody's going to remember that. And... I think that is a really important lesson to learn, uh, but also never let anyone make you feel inferior. I think that's another big lesson that I've learned in my life, and uh, never stop pursuing happiness in your passion. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. I love that. So I know you're working a lot with teenagers right now. Uh, what is what is your mission with them? Um, what is your goal? Well, with what the teenagers are dealing with today, my goal is I want to help teenagers build leadership skills that will help them overcome their, you know, those mindset obstacles holding them back. You know, whether they're they're trapped in anxiety or stress or they've, they've got a lot of fear, maybe they're being bullied, 
maybe they're just they're so they're just so stuck in their life they don't know what direction maybe social media has impacted them already whatever it is i want to help them gain mindset awareness because i truly uh, know that when you can become aware of your mindset and what what your mind is doing all the time you can then start to learn to overcome the obstacles by taking action and replacing that fear with hands-on challenges to reinforce you know those concepts you need to learn. So I want to teach teenagers key concepts or characteristics, you know, that can help them overcome that bad and ugly in life. And I tell you what really drove me, working, managing people for so many years, I watched thousands upon thousands of people not have the characteristics they needed in life to really go after what would really make them happy. Um, and it would keep them from getting promotions, advancing their careers. And so I wanted to help teenagers because, you know, the teenagers, there's a rise in suicide uh, since mm-hmm. 2020, a lot of depression in teenagers. Teenagers struggle with relationships. They just they struggle in so many areas. So if I can help build these key concepts and help them gain mindsets that will help them approach life a little bit differently, and give them a little more confidence and courage to approach that bad and the ugly and overcome it and help them understand that when they go through those times, they're going to be so much stronger when they come out on the other side. Yes, that is such important work. Um, I've been away from high school counseling for three years now, but I, I would say uh, the most important work Uh I worked with so many students who had superb scores, ACT scores, perfect transcripts. Like on paper, they looked like they were destined for success, but lacking people skills, lacking emotional maturity, lacking just so many of the things that you're talking about that that they need for real in life, you know? So... I think that's major. That's that's major. And I wish there was a class for it. And my boss used to tell me all the time at the high school I worked at, you know, we're emotional coaches for these kids. You know, we might teach them science and math, but more importantly, we're helping them, you know, navigate all kinds of dramas, you know, all kinds of things that would happen throughout those four years in high school and just teaching them, you know, a better way to to handle and react and all of that. So I love what you're doing. I think it's incredibly important, and I want to do anything that I can to help, I guess, you know, expand your platform because it's needed, especially right now. I know that teenagers are struggling um, with just the way the world has has been throughout COVID. So a lot of my friends are still working in high schools, and I hear it from them. So mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. So, um, I mean, I guess kind of like um, piggybacking off of that, what do you still want to accomplish? Well, I've got my coaching business up and going. I coach teenagers now. I do one-on-one coaching. Um, I'm trying to launch a group uh, workshop for teenagers to where each week we would work on one key concept and build that key concept. And so what they would do is in that workshop, they would learn what the key concept is. They would learn how it impacts them and others around them. 
They would also learn, you know, how it can be beneficial for their life. And then we would uh, move into, in those workshops, we would move into um, how to grow that key characteristic through reinforcing activities, like coaching challenges that I present to them at the end of the workshops, and also do group activity where they get to do some critical thinking and mind awareness and self-awareness. And, you know, the whole goal is to get teenagers to think differently about their mindset and think differently about situations. And then the other thing I want to do is I want to be a motivational speaker. So I want to talk to teenagers and help them, um, you know, get where they want to go in life. That's so cool. So um, where where can people find you if they're listening to the podcast and they want to know more about you, they want to maybe reach out to you about about doing that? Like where could they find you? Sure. I have a personal Facebook page, but I also have a uh, Here We Go. Here We Go is my company. And Here We Go website or I have a Here We Go Facebook page, and it's called at Here We Go Coaching. And then I have a website that's called herewegocompany.com. And on there, you can find out a little bit more about me. You can find out about what I do for coaching. You can book appointments on there. But my workshop is on Facebook and on my website. So the workshop, you can find out more information on there. But if you go to my website, I've actually got a couple uh, free trainings on there. One is... um, attitude and why it matters and that is a free training a a workshop for teenagers and then i've got a a free one that is how to have a difficult conversation how to prepare for that difficult conversation mastering that conversation Um, and that's more of a leadership but i think that's good for everybody because a lot of teenagers don't know how to have those tough conversations and working with my clients I, i teach them how to have those tougher conversations, what they can do to prepare. But I have actually have a, a free training on my website that you can take about that. That's and so cool. A, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna take online. that one because <laughs> I need that. <laughs> it's like an online uh it's just an, a free online class. So very cool. Okay. All right. Well I'm so thankful that you said yes to this and please don't be mad at me if I find a super embarrassing like picture from the 90s of us (laughs) but I will also put all of your information in my notes uh, for the podcast so anybody who wants to reach out to you can do that or they can just reach out to me and I will direct them to you but I love you I'm thankful for you and I just I'm just so thankful you said yes well I love you too and I'm so happy that you asked me to do this so thank you so much